to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars Sessions podcast part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars Sessions. This is the way, this is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. He's bringing in 2024 with the Sessions. It's Luke Bly, Master Bly Walker. How you doing, mate? Oi, oi, savaloy. Yes, mate. 2024. 2024 more star wars more more fun yeah more this is fun. where it begins sorry you're just putting me we were doing the whole you know the sonny celebration is it yeah why not mean um listen yeah but the listeners are gonna be like what's he on about what's he on about no listen 2024 do you know what i've said to myself mate i've said right physical media i need my physical media yeah, I need it. Good. Mandalorian season one, the 4K Blu-ray. I I, I, I ordered it. I had to. HM. Yes. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's not arrived yet, but I've just seen other people, you know, opening theirs and looking what's inside, and they've said, oh, you know, watching it on on the 4K is just it's a great experience. It looks even better, and it's like, well, I suppose that's to be expected, isn't it? You know, instead of streaming it, you know, so. I don't know, man. You, you never know what's going to happen with streaming services. I don't think Disney Plus is going away anytime soon. But I, th- I, I think it's worth investing, personally. Um, but that made me go, oh, you know, where, where's all my other physical media? Where's all my other Star Wars sets? And I kind of had a revelation, mate, or, or really a realisation that, you know when we did Super Star Wars, right? Back in yes. 2021? Two? Two? Oh, man. 2022. Um, yeah, I know that's depressing. Lost track 20- of years already. I know it's wild, isn't it? 2022. Um, I took one of my uh, Star Wars Blu-ray sets, DVD and Blu-ray, to the Super Star Wars night because that's what we played the Empire Strikes Back on. Yes, I've, I left it up there, didn't I? Did you? Oh, you never went back to get it, did you? Never got back. N- n- never got them back, mate. Never got them back. So. It's got to that point where I'm like, no, it's been too long. Someone's probably nicked them and gone, yeah, right, I'll have that. I'll have that. That'll be a They've nice sold the Bly copy on eBay or something, touched by yeah. Luke Bly. But I was on Vinted the other day. You ever use oh. Vinted? You know uh, no, I. it's coming to my uh, sort of zone of thought in the last month where people keep mentioning it, so I probably feel like I should start using it. Well, I got a brand new... A brand new, and I can, you can tell it's brand new because it's got that, you know, plastic packaging around it, you know, sealed off pla- pa- plastic yeah. packaging around the box. But it, I got the Skywalker Saga, episodes one to nine, Ooh. Blu-ray box set. And I, I got it for about 30 quid, mate. You animal. It's listed for 40. I offered 30. They accepted it. Low board. And um, mm. yeah, it came like a few days later. It's not the 4K one. The 4K Skywalker Saga set is like bonkers, and you have to pay like 
a lot of money for that. I'd love Still. that one day. But this, I was like, no, this will do. This will make up for it. So there you yeah. go. There's my little uh, long 2024 story on physical media. Got well, to support, lads. Got to do it. That's it, mate. Physical media. So many stores now, certainly in the States, aren't stocking physical media. And I am an advocate for physical media because... Many films I want to watch are, just aren't on streaming. We're, we're not a streaming podcast, streaming sessions, but um, the same goes for for Star Wars. Like you said, the Mando, Mando, the Mandalorian is going to look bonkers good on Blu-ray and or 4K because you're not streaming it. It's going to look so good. In fact, let's do it for 2024. It's going to look so good. Yeah, the Dandalorian is back. Maybe. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of uh, physical media. I've got loads of wallets behind me full of Blu-rays uh, of films galore but i don't really have any star wars to talk about in 2024 in terms of new stuff but i have eaten so many quality streets that i'm fit to burst i'm the size of a death star <laughs> at the minute so this is going to be i think you say it before this is kind of like my physical therapy to unload some of my st- uh, star warsy thoughts for the year ahead and also a little bit of chocolate weight as well but mate, i'll be looking forward to this one it's been it's going to be a great way to start the year it's kind of our tradition now isn't it every year we start with this particular episode i look forward to it. i know you do too and i'm looking forward to getting stuck into it but before we get into that we have had some good news from our patreon department here in session hq haven't we mate that's good news yeah no <laughs> a massive shout out to our latest patrons at dagfin or dafin dafin Dayfin. I'd say I'd say Dayfin. I think it's Dayfin. Dayfin Hobake. Hobake? I'm going for that. Okay. Dayfin, look, please contact us. Let us know how we should be pronouncing it. Okay. Let Luke um, know if he pronounced it wrong. I'm terribly sorry. Stay I'm terribly out. sorry. But Dayfin's joined at the Hello There tier. What a sick Ed. Welcome to the Patreon. And also we've got Ed. Just Ed. It's easier. Ed. Ed with one D, yeah, a bit easier, who's joined at the This Is Where The Fun Begins tier. Welcome, guys. Appreciate it. means the world when people support the show. You know, you can start from $2 a month, bonus content, and it just it just ensures that we've got a future doing this, you know. We love it, but it does help to know that we can... Uh, listen, call a space paper. We put a lot of time into this, so it's awesome when you guys support that financially. Yeah, I don't want to sound like I'm going, oh, money, please. Oh, no, that's not. <laughs> that's you not beggar. <laughs> that's not what He's I'm changed. Saying. But it's nice <laughs> to have the recognition, I suppose, guys. Honestly, we really, really are grateful for it. Thank you so much. Yes, uh, Dayfin, Dagfin, Dafin, uh, slash Ed, thank you so much for signing up. It's nice to know people like us that much. We really do appreciate that. Uh, looking forward to your thoughts on all of our upcoming and past patreon content i think we're gonna have a little look at the patreon in the next few months see if we can jazz it up make it even dirtier for you lot but for now we thank you so much for signing up and supporting the sessions so with that good news big ben's been having a bit of a workout this week so we've given him a a few days off and instead i can hear the chimes of big ben kenobi in my ear what does it mean my man it means it's a galactic news round Speaking with The Hollywood Reporter, Eamon Esfandi says he does not know what Ezra's future holds, but speaking of Ahsoka Season 2 and the Mandoverse movie, he said I will have a very strong presence in those if they happen. 
Regarding the upcoming New Jedi Order movie, during an interview with CNN, Charmin Obeyed Chinoy said, I'm very thrilled about the project because I feel what we're about to create is something very special. John Wick director Chad Staleski has urged Disney to contact him as he has a few ideas for Star Wars stories. And talking with the Smartless podcast regarding future Star Wars movies, Adam Driver said, They're doing stuff, but not with me. I'm not doing any more. Hi, this is Kenny Lee. This is Roger Christian. This is Misty Roses. This is Vanessa Marshall. This is Mike Quinn. I played Nine Num in the Star Wars movies. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Now let's dust off those cobwebs. Let's rid ourselves of quality street guts. And let's talk Star Wars. We are looking ahead to Star Wars in 2024. Last week, we had a look back at 2023. We gave our thoughts on that. That's in the past now. You know, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. We're moving on to 2024 and everything Star Wars that is coming out this year. We are going to look at it and discuss it in varying ways. Now, Lukey boy, 2023 was a funny year for Star Wars. 2022, I'd hasten, was possibly better. 2024, though, just looking at the rich tapestry of projects out there. Mm. Interesting is how I'd say, just looking at it off the bat, mate. How are you thinking about 2024 before we even talk about it? Yeah, I think it's quite exciting, mate. I think it's quite exciting. You know, this is now our third year with consecutive Star Wars content, right? 2022, we got Boba Fett, we got Andor. Uh, we got Obi-Wan Kenobi in, in one year. Last year wasn't quite, 2023 wasn't quite as busy, but it was still pretty busy. 2024 looks a bit more like a 2023, right? You've got two live action shows, you've got animation, you've got a flagship com- uh, video game, books, comics, and things going into production. Um, yeah, mate, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited. And I think we're looking at some projects that are a bit different as well. Acolyte, completely different. Skeleton Crew, completely different. Yeah. Excited, mate. What about you? Yeah, it's uh, 2023 all over. It's a quite a good way of looking at it for as a start for 10. And we don't mean that negatively because 2023, go back and listen to last week's show, you sickheads. We, we, we enjoyed most of what came out, but we've got no film still we haven't got a tentpole release dare i say i mean we Mm. we've got probably got things to say about that in terms of actually we think we might do but to the wider things we haven't got a mandalorian you know we haven't got an obi-wan kenobi or something so this could be a dark horse or an ahsoka exactly yeah tentpole a a a tier character but this could be uh the the, like like andor this could be a dark horse of a year actually the stuff we're getting may fly under the radar in terms of the wider fandom, but we may end, we may end up getting some of the best stuff we've had in years, or it could be rubbish. But that's what we're here to look into now, my friends. So uh, over to you. Where where should we start the year in review? 
Oh, mate, it's got to be the live action stuff, isn't it? Yes. Come on. Let's start at the top with with the juice, with the filth, um, that acolyte. Leslie Headland, Emmy-nominated creator of the mind-bending series Russian Doll, is a boldly innovative filmmaker bringing her new Star Wars series to Disney+. The Acolyte is a mystery thriller that will take us into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic era. Well, when when I pitched Kathleen the show, uh, I really wanted to delve into the Star Wars universe and tell the story of, of this, this entire world that I love so much from the perspective of the villains, of the bad guys. Um, I, I, I don't know what that says about me, but I'm still working through it. Um, and, so, uh, and so what I pitched to Kathy was Frozen meets Kill Bill. And uh, shockingly, she didn't kick me out of the building. She was, she was intrigued. Um, but the first thing that became apparent was that, of course, we were going to have to set this um, between the High Republic and the beginning of the, of the prequel. because it's such an exciting part of the timeline and an exciting part of the publishing, but also because this is when the bad guys are outnumbered. You know, they are the underdogs. And so it seemed like the perfect part of the timeline to explore in live action. Um, and I'm really excited for you guys to see a couple things that we just, you know, we haven't seen in live action before. It's going to be very exciting. I think I know the answer to this one, but this is the furthest back we've been on screen, right? Say it again. This is the furthest back we've been in time on screen. This is the furthest back we've been, yes, in live action, yeah. And what are the opportunities that this time period gives you? Well, lots of Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you're already seeing that she's an incredible fan. And I had the good fortune a couple of days ago to look at four of her finished episodes. I gotta say, I was blown away by what I was seeing, and every bit of love she has for Star Wars is on the screen. Oh, Leslie. So, thank you, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mate, the Acolyte, this is something so different. I remember in um, the Disney Investors Day 2021, that was new to us, wasn't it? The acolyte, like we had no idea that was going to be a thing, did we? No idea. That just kind of came left field. We were like, "Hang on, what?" <laughs> the acolyte. Yeah, no idea. <laughs> yeah, and it had a bit of a ropey logo, to be honest. I hated um, that logo. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Bit marvelly. Bit mar. It, lo- it does look like a comic book logo. Yeah, it right? does. It does. Yeah, it the does reference- look like what you see on an actual comic book page as well, which yes. is fine. But it didn't look great at the time. And I don't think it reflected what the Acolyte as a show is going to be about, you know. And I, I do think, you know, you, you mentioned up top flagship shows. I'll say it right yeah. now. I definitely definitely think the Acolyte is our flagship Star Wars product uh, project of 2024. The reason Bang I on. say that, mate, is because it's, uh, it's expensive. It is an expensive show. It's been made in the UK. Yeah, it probably has, we're hearing and we think they're longer episodes, best part of an hour. Basically, it's a bit like Andor, but with Jedi and mysticism. Yeah, and what is it? Uh, Frozen meets Kill Bill. Yep, meets (laughs) Kurosawa, meets so many other things. Yes, without a doubt, the flagship Star Wars project of this year, I think. Right? Is it a given that that's the case? 
I think it's a massive given based yeah. on uh, everything we're going to go through. There are big things coming out, but in terms of simply like, budgetary allowance, how much has been thrown at these projects, the Acolyte mm. is by far the one which has taken up most of the budget, most of the moolah. And from what we've seen, it shows on screen as well. We, we've lauded Andor, like most people have, for looking great and for bringing us back to old school filmmaking techniques. When in reality, all they did was shoot on location, which is the crazy thing. I've said that before on this show, but the Acolyte too, just from the set pictures, which have been officially released, uh, you know, they're shooting on sets from the uh, stuff we saw at Celebration. It is all yes. on set. And I, I agree. I think this is going to be the flagship show. I hope that when it comes out, it gets given a chance. I say, unlike Andor, the viewing figures for Andor were were decent, but for a show as good as that, it, they should have been higher. And I hope that the Acolyte reflects more of your Mando viewing figures just because of how good this thing, look, this thing looks. And also, I know people are wary of the new era it's set at the tail end of the high republics 100 years before the phantom menace so i hope that doesn't put people off too much but right you've got a story about that i know you'll mention in terms of like the high republiciness and the acolyte being a show which you weren't entirely keen on weren't you right well i've i've actually i'm i'm pretty up on the old acolyte and i think lightsabers lightsabers jedi sith dark side light side it's pretty sexy i think this has more of an appeal to a mass audience than andor do. does i think it, it does do. just because it's higher i said this last week as well or whenever it was just because it's high republic and it's not luke skywalker darth vader mace windu just because they're new characters mate this has been described by the people who worked on it as a jedi fest we have seen with our own eyes a celebration there are lightsabers for days in this show and fights and wonderfully choreographed action for days in this show. It has everything people want. Jedi, bad guys, lightsabers, fights, mysticism, force, cool force usage. What? Mm-hmm. I can't see it not being a winner other than this idea that, well, it's not Old Republic or it's not well, the stuff I know. It's it's High Republic and I don't really know what that is, so I'll give it a miss. I don't think people should sleep on this because from what we've seen, it looks high quality. We talk about AAA filmmaking. This looks like it. It could be, again, this could be CAC. Everything looks very good. I hope hope they get the tone right. I hope Mm -hmm. they get the tone right. I think that's really important. I think that's something that Andor did really well. And I think that I, I don't want to make it about nationalities but i will say this is maybe some commentary on culture is that one of the reasons why something like andor did pretty well and also even something like rogue one and to a certain degree you know the sequel trilogy is because you do have the blend of american filmmakers with british and european filmmakers and creatives and i think that does come off in the flavor yeah I could I could be wrong. This is just an uh, you know a biased observation from myself. But when you look at the Manhattan Beach productions in in the US, the, they are very American. Like everything on screen comes off as very American, and at times it's like oh no, just you know lower that down a little bit. Whether it's humor, whether it's comedy, and I think that's something. Oh, I've got the old ring doorbell going, and I that's boom um, boom 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 boom. Go. Can you hear that? <laughs> Early. 
I knew that was going to happen. I knew uh, it was <laughs> bound to happen one day. I, has it happened before in the sessions? Is I that don't a Skywalker know. Saga Blu-ray coming, isn't it? No, I've already got that, mate. Uh, I've already got that locked up in my vault. <laughs> it's the man, though. The miss is going to throw it out of your head through the door. Yeah. <laughs> Eat this. <laughs> It's another hot toy. No, I <laughs> listen, I it's it's all really exciting though, mate. All really, really exciting. I'm I'm really up on the act. Like what we saw at celebration really sold it to me though. It really sold it to me. I'm still part of me is a little bit dubious about Leslie Headland. Um, but she just she was marvelous at celebration her the way she spoke about star wars her understanding of star wars not only as um you know a storytelling device but as a mythology was brilliant and impressed me and i know it impressed a lot of people so i'm yeah i'm really excited and it's new it's brand new brand new era brand, brand new. new characters come on mate come, come on. on mate that's what i want mate i want fresh stuff i've said it ad nauseum last year I love all the fan service stuff we get because I'm a fan who wants to be serviced, but at times I want something new. Do you know what I mean? I want something new to get excited about. This is described as a mystery thriller in which a former Padawan reunites with a Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. It's apparently it's told through the lens of the dark side. It's got a very, very cool cast. I'm very excited to see how they blend this cast together they've got a, a very diverse international cast um we've got a return what's well, a return and we have a established high republic character from the books is in the show which is a great 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 um thing for all of the authors our boy cavan and all that i know he's very proud about that so that's exciting yeah. very yeah. excited to see amanda stenberg in the role she came out dressed as attack of the clones padme at a celebration which again you know shout out to that she she knows her audience and she she claimed that and Leslie Headland, yeah, everything she said about what Star Wars meant to her growing up, how it got her through school, how when she was growing up, you know, it wasn't cool to like Star Wars. So she had to kind of make fan fictions and that's what got her through. I remember mm. thinking, yeah, man, I bet that related to so many people in the audience and everything that she said about the show translated on screen and it looks insanely good. And I'm, I mean, with, with Andor, I went in with a, I was very confident, but you know i knew the character i knew andor and i knew where we were going with it we're going to we're going into rogue one going into a new hope with this i'm I'm so scared to set myself up for a massive disappointment because i Mm. think it's going to be incredibly good i can't see a way in which it isn't uh but Mm -hmm. you know we always try to be cautiously optimistic on this show we try to be i think it's going to be very very good but we've got outlets our boy bespin bulletin the welsh mountain uh, and making star wars have surmised predicted you may say that this show is going to air on disney plus around q2 of 2024 however also we've had the wga and the sag after strikes which have affected this so we're now thinking i uh, say we uh, the the leakers out there are now saying August could be the time we're seeing the Acolyte. Now, that's not coming from us. That's not coming from Disney or Lucasfilm, but potentially an August release for the Acolyte. Mate, I am. I think this may be my most anticipated for the year. Maybe. Mm. Yeah, same. Same. Budget, practical effects. You know, they filmed it in England. Practical they filmed effects. it in Wales. Practical effects. <laughs> um, Wait, lightsabers. It, it's, an, it's an exciting film. Uh, a TV project, 
film. I'm getting ahead of myself, mate. Oh, mate. I, I, I do want a two years time. I do want a film. I do yep. want a film, mate. I do want a film. But let's see. I, I just one last thought on the acolyte. I just hope it does the era justice. I hope that it feels genuine. And by that, I hope that it comes off on screen that, hey, yeah, no, this is a a hundred odd, hundred plus years before the Phantom Menace, which, you know, in a, in a Star Wars timeline shouldn't feel a million miles away. Yeah, this isn't like a time jump between the 1800s and the 1900s, is it? It's, yeah. a, it's different to that. Um, yeah, and that and that's where I I hope they really deliver, mate. I hope they really deliver. That's a really good point, mate. But that's a very I hadn't actually thought about that. But that's a really mm. good point. Obviously, it depends on where they're setting the show. Uh, if we see places like we, well, I think we're going to see Coruscant. I think we'll definitely see like the <sighs> Jedi. Yeah, you've got temple, to. You've which, got to. You've got to. So that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that, but from everything that Leslie Headland and the gang working on it have said, you know, they've they've researched the books that the time era is set in and they're fully aware of where they're leading into. So that excites me. I feel like the, the the trailer we saw, you know, we were sat next to each other at Celebration in London and I, we were. I feel like it's a fever dream, you know? I know. I'm like, where is it? I'm like, was it that good? <laughs> Was it? Mate, you Did, were you were what? foaming at the mouth, mate, after seeing it. No. I couldn't believe it. it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this this slaps. This trailer mate. is it was the stat for me, it was the standout outside of the film announcements. That was the that was the trailer. I was like, wow. And the final shot of that trailer was yeah. everything uh, lightsaber loving geeks have been waiting to see probably yeah. since Attack of the Clones when we saw those uh, Jedi in the Geonosis arena. When do you think we're going to get a trailer? When do you think? Oh, I, I have an well, idea. If, if if it is August, then I reckon, what well, we now, January, obviously. I don't know. I reckon April time, maybe. They'll start ramping up if it's if it's August. Okay. I, August, yeah, I'm... <sighs> I think it could come out any time from May. And I mean, they might save that for animation, but we'll get to that in a bit. Of course. Um, what is it? So eight, eight episodes, right? Let's say if it's eight episodes, it comes out in August. Um, that takes you into the autumn, doesn't it? Like deep into the autumn. Yep. Yeah. I don't think they're going to release it in August. You I know Bespin, Bespin has said that, and I know that he, you know you you rarely go against Bespin. To be honest, the guy's got like the best track record on Star Wars leaks and you yeah. know things like that. But yeah, because and I know we're going to get to it shortly. But Skeleton Crew is slated to come out winter twenty twenty four. That's that's the rumors, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, they're eyeing up that holiday season, right? So I wouldn't be surprised if that starts in November. I think Lucasfilm and Disney would want a bit more breathing space between something Mm -hmm. like the Acolyte and Skeleton Crew. So, and and the reason I say this is because, yeah, I could see the Super Bowl in the US being being the time where we see the first trailer for the Acolyte and the show maybe coming out in April or May. Yeah, I was thinking May would be a good time for that. If we're talking about distance Mm. between shows, May would be great because it'd be done by early july maybe or late july depending when it came out and these shows need pushing nobody knows what the acolyte is that needs to be pushed nobody knows what skeleton crew is we'll get to that but they need to push them they can't have 
acolyte. I don't think they can have acolyte finish in October, and then that leaves you a four week run it run time before we get to yeah. the next show, and they then they've got to start pushing that. They've shown before that they'll, they'll overlap animation and live action, treat them both with respect, and it works pretty well actually. So I think I could see a May release. Like selfishly, I want a May release because you know, give it to me. If it is May, <laughs> trailer drops next month. What next month? Oh, they've got to start pushing this. Feb- oh yeah, F- Super Bowl is February. Yeah, so that that yep. does make sense. Yep. I, f- I was just thinking <laughs> for a second. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, it's January twenty twenty four. What? <laughs> um, yeah, I I agree. I agree. Uh, Kenobi launched in May, and that went pretty well for Disney yep. Plus, didn't it? Yeah, yep. and that, I'm sure there was an animation show being released at the same time. It might have been Bad Batch or something, or. I'm sure there was something going on or tales of. It was something I'm sure there was, but I remember there being some kind of overlap. But um, yes. yeah, I think we'll this is uh, this we'll may get even, to animation. We'll get to animation. We will do. This may even be the flagship show for Disney Plus this year when it all all is told. I know Marvel have got some um some rubbish coming out. But no, I know Marvel have got some stuff coming out, but I think this may be it. But well let's move on then from the Acolyte, mate, to the only other live action series we've got coming out this year. Skeleton Crew. We really uh like the opportunity of using um, kids to give you a slightly different perspective on the Star Wars universe to see the galaxy through a different pair of eyes. Okay. That's been that's been really fun for us to explore. And we other start John, mission- you want oh yeah, other John, happy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to say something? Do you want to say anything? Well, what's it called? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, should I, you do, do it for me? Or do you do it? You tell me. Okay, it's going to be called Star Wars Skeleton Crew. Whoa. Oh, and it um, stars Jude Law. Oh. Uh, it's a story about you know, a group of kids that think uh, we can all relate to that as Star Wars fans. It's kind of when we first get the sense of wonder and these kids in the Star Wars galaxy have that same big sense of wonder and want to go on a great adventure, but it might, you know, it might be more than they can handle. So out in the wide galaxy, it's more dangerous than you think. Uh, I think it taps into a lot of things that we all love about the franchise. We have great talent uh, behind it. John Watson, Chris Ford, I'm really excited for you guys to see it. And where did the idea for this series come from? How did it first come to be? Well, uh, I, had, I had heard about the idea when I was working with John Watts uh, in, in London, uh, when I was uh, acting in, in uh, Spider-Man. And yeah, I think you, uh, you were really smashing out Tower Bridge, I believe. That's it. That's right. Not too far. And, uh, you know, just because we've had a lot of fun collaborating with other directors and to see if he ever wanted to come by. He says, actually, there's an idea that I've been talking to Kathy about, about young kids. And we had met, talked about it, but didn't know this was even before the streaming service started. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was an idea, and Kathy's background, of course, with the Amblin films and Goonies, and it was that was very much an inspiration for John. And so uh, I heard the idea, now that the Disney Plus had started, heard the idea, we had a call with, with Dave uh, from, from the location, sounded it to us, we approached Kathy. Kathy already had had conversations with John, so it all felt like it was... Uh, it meant to be. Meant to be. I love hearing the word Amblin. Kathy, talk to me about the Amblin vibes here. Well, I think that's what, you know, Watts really got the tone. You know, this is, what we used to do with all the Amblin movies is even though kids were in those movies, they weren't necessarily just kids films. 
And that's very much the vibe of how we've approached this show. And you'll see, it's, it's got, um, well, you'll see. Right. Yeah, skeleton crew, mate. Like we said, if I, if I, if I said to you now, you know, go and ask somebody on the street, what, what a skeleton crew about? Don't tell them it's Star Wars, but what, what does that evoke to you, skeleton crew? Skeleton what do you think crew. they'd say? Um, I don't know. Something like a stupid, uh, a stupid cartoon. Do you see that? My door, yeah. my door is <laughs> yeah. magically, my door is magically open. <laughs> I <can> see this. <laughs> Your head just, bobbing up and like down. It's not a camera. Yeah, what? What's wrong with you? Oh, yeah, I can... oh do you hear that? She's like, still unwell, little... is she? Thank you, you love. She... <laughs> <laughs> do you hear that? I did not. Forehead. Right, see you, darling. She just brought what me a drink, didn't she? What a darling. What um, a babe. She just tried to do it on the down low, though. You know, that, bless her. Sort of bobbing up and down like you, like, like you're in the sea. Piccadilly Circus today in uh, Bly- <laughs> Blighty Towers. I do apologise, everyone. But um, what we talk? No, no one's going to have a clue, are they? They're going to be like, "Oh, what's that? Like a a, a, a ride down at Alton Towers or something?" You know, I don't. <laughs> Legoland. It, it, yeah, and it it doesn't sound Star Warsy, does it? And I was saying to you off air, and I've said this to you um, a few times that it doesn't it doesn't give off a Star Wars name. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we need something that doesn't mm-hmm. particularly sound Star Wars-y. And, um, yeah, the name, the branding, the marketing for this has been next to non-existent, but I think that is by design. They're just marketing it to us fans at the moment. Later on in the year, we're going to get more marketing. They need to get it right. I think Disney's marketing, including for you know original content, Pixar, Lucasfilm, Marvel, has actually had a massive decline in recent yep. years and disney were sensational at their marketing in the 2010s you know especially yep. toward the end that their record year right in 2018 or 2019 one of those yep. it was it was wild wild yeah wild mate and yeah their 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 marketing and advertising is just not as strong they have, they are not on it um yeah I, I am excited about Skeleton Crew, though, and I think I'm probably in a minority. I, th- I think this is a bit of a dark horse, mate. I think this could be awesome. But um, I hope so, mate. I hope so. <laughs> I, I, Matt, Matt's not sold at all. He's, no, no, no. The thing is, uh, what sells me, actually, is like the talent working on this show. I'm looking at the list of directors, mate, and for a film geek, you got uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, great in Star Wars terms. But you've got Lee Isaac Chung, the guy who did Minari. You've got the Daniels, who did everything everywhere all at once. David Lowry, like this bonkers indie artistic director. Uh, and you've got um, John Watts, who did the uh, recent Spider-Man trilogy. So you've got a lovely mix of like independent art house and mainstream and a bit of that Star Wars filth in Bryce Dallas Howard as well. That that's is actually John, what excites me. Is John Watts the showrunner? Is he the yes. dude who's... Yeah. He's the guy who right. pitched the idea. He's uh, the showrunner. Obviously, Favreau and Flonia exec producing because it's set in the Mandoverse. The The story follows a group right. of kids who find themselves lost in the vastness of the galaxy, trying to find their way home. Now, my kind of initial scepticism, which isn't real, really scepticism, but it comes from where we raved about the Acolyte footage. The Skeleton Crew one, it took me about halfway into the trailer before I thought, Okay, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying this because we we know it's got the Amblin feel because Kathy Kennedy said so. 
But the trailer really did feel like an ambling thing. It was like some some geek guy coming home from work. Honey, I'm home. Like driving up into the suburbs and <laughs> things know. like like are the kids in bed? I was like, what is this? And then when the kids go into space and you get to see some of the some of the cool action, it felt a bit more on brand. And I don't and you know me, I'm usually the guy banging the drum for you know, let's go out, let's break outside of the norms of what Star Wars is. Keep the DNA, but let's give new stuff. But this felt so out of whack. But I got with it eventually, and we know that this is going to have a much more, I wouldn't say younger vibe, i said say maybe like middle-aged kind of thing, like you're more aimed at younger people yes. than something like uh, you know, the stuff we've been seeing, even Mando, I'd I'd say. But no, I am, I am looking forward to this. My, my, but the, the, the real scepticism, though, comes from not knowing a damn thing about this show other than what we saw at celebration we know mm. we know next to nothing because nothing has been said about it we know who's we know the cast we know we've got a great young cast who were really effervescent on stage at celebration we know jude law is leading it and i'm very excited to see kerry condon is in there as well who was so good in banshees last year but other than that kids get lost in space there's some pirates it's in the mando verse Probably going to have involve Ahsoka, according to uh, the internet. It won't, probably. Other than that, I don't know anything about it, mate. And that's kind of where, whereas the Acolyte, I feel like I know more, even though they haven't really said as much either. I don't know. I just think the trailer gave me more vibes, but I am looking forward to it, though. Do you remember in 2022, Vanity Fair? Cool. Yeah, I know. Uh, two years ago, Vanity Fair dropped an article called and it, i think it was the cover of the magazine the rebellion will be televised star Absolutely. wars the rebellion will be televised and yes it was kind of putting this emphasis on look there's loads of star wars television content coming and you know you had ewan mcgregor obi-wan kenobi uh diego luna cassian andor pedro pascal mando ahsoka right. rosario dawson all all like in this cover shot and then in the magazine in the article you've got all other actors i think genevieve o'reilly mon mothma yeah. is there and it, it was this emphasis of yeah no expect volume you know for better or worse expect volume expect this expect that um 2024 to a lesser extent has these two live action projects coming out. I wonder if something similar will happen because I, I agree. Yeah. We've not heard anything about skeleton crew and we're not really sure what's going on. It was meant to come out last winter. They pushed that back because of the strikes. And I think they wanted to edit things and give, give the consumer some breathing space, quite frankly. And I think that's a great, great choice. Um, May, I think something like that is plausible. You know, like a, a Vanity Fair article. Hey, this is what's coming out in Star Wars this year. Yeah, Acolyte, Skeleton Crew. Here's some more info. Because I think it's by design that we don't know a lot about it yet. Yeah, I don't think it's an accident. I don't think they're purposely trying to be bad, you know, at marketing. I just don't think it's in the zeitgeist, yes, zeitgeist mm-hmm. yet. And uh, I think it will be in the coming months. I know that's a really vanilla answer, mate. But no, no. If it's coming out in it, the mate. holidays, do you know what I mean? Nearly, nearly a year's time, pretty much. That's you crazy. Know? No, I, I agree, mate. There's no need for them to be um, shoving it down our throats just yet. Um, and I've been, you know, I, I dig it. If, <laughs> if they've pushed it back for um, editing or punching it up, then great. Yeah. Hopefully, that means yeah. what we get is even better. It's, it's. I think with a show which has got what four, five, six like kids or very mm. young teens in the lead, I think that's going to need more of a sell though than the acolyte. Even though we know just as little, 
you know, the lightsabers and fights and ah, Jedi. This this ain't that. This is very kind of young, uh, focused on the youth. So I think they need to make market it. And I'm so excited to how the market is going to be because I agree. If they can get Leibovitz out there doing a Vanity Fair shoot for these, great. Because, oh. I mean, look, they got Pedro Pascal in that Mando suit more than he's probably ever been just for that photo <laughs> shoot. <laughs> um, but I think this one is going to need a lot more marketing. I'm really excited, though, as I was saying. How are they going to do it? You know, what angle are they going to go for? Are they going to push that this is aimed at potentially a younger audience or are they going to package it as like a, 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 an adventure like the Mando swashbuckling? Mainly, maybe again, we don't know the tone. We've only heard things from, from people in the know about the tone. I'm so excited, mate. How, cause I think the acolyte, they're going to market that like Andor serious mm. production. How are they going to market skeleton crew? That's that is ex- because they need to get numbers for this show. Cause at the minute, this is the one where you look at and think, I can't see it doing big numbers. No. Comparatively compared to everything else. I mean, that's not me saying that it's not going to do well because I don't like the sound of it. I do. I don't know. It just has a feel that it may not do as well unless they push it. Yeah. They've got to push it. They've got to have the right balance of, of, of marketing material for both of them. But I think they're going to Mm -hmm. go heavier on the acolyte simply mate, because it was a more expensive production. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think it'll be marketed more than Andor. Yeah, by the way, I don't think Andor was marketed brilliantly at all, really. Probably if, right. If at all. Yeah, you go around London while Book of Boba Fett was out and, you know, you had posters everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Same with Ahsoka. Yeah. There was a lot of marketing, like physical marketing for Ahsoka. Digital marketing could be better. Uh, and yeah, quite frankly, mate, you know, I think Star Wars Celebration, they could have done that better. Stream the panels. Get the information out 100%. there. 100%. Get the clips out there. You don't have to show the trailer, but just stream the panel. Why? Why keep it a secret? Build excitement. I don't get it, mate. I don't get that from 2022, Anaheim, Lucasfilm just went, yeah, we're going to stop streaming the big panels now. Yeah, yep. why not? What's the point? I don't get it, mate. Stupid. Stupid. Short, short-sighted. That it's not even short-sighted because it makes celebration better. I don't understand. It's stupid. But yeah, anyway, no, it it's good for the consumer because if you can't shell out to go to London, if you're based anywhere around the world, you know, bring bring it home to you guys as well. Like you know, See we've it. had that before, uh, and we've also faced the um, sad realization that when we all got together to watch the panel at your gaff, oh, they yeah. weren't streaming them, and we're like, <laughs> yeah. great, well. Wonderful. It's just let, let's just go and have a great night doing something else instead. Um, yeah. But it, it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't hurt the celebration. It doesn't hurt the prestige of celebration by letting other people see it because yeah. those who are there, who have paid the bucks to get there, you know, they get to see the trailers, they get the scissor reels, they get to see people in the flesh, and also the experience of being there. You know, we we, we can attest to that from last year. So I don't see why they won't, especially for acolyte skeleton last crew year. to really. So people could see just how cool these young actors and skeleton crew were and how well they came across together on stage. That would have been mm. a huge sell, but you know, maybe they thought, oh no, it's, it's too early for this yet, but your kids are going to love it. No, I think yeah. they should, they really should have um, done that. But hey, look, Disney have shown before that they are marketing geniuses. However, they've also shown that sometimes they, they don't always get it right. This year, they definitely do need to get it right with their live action acolyte and skeleton crew. They have to get it right with the marketing. But yes. we could have two great shows on our hand. I think we're going to have one, you know, holding out hope for skeleton crew. It'll be fun. <laughs> I, I, I've no doubt about that, though. 
I think it's a dark horse. I think it's mm-hmm. a dark horse, and uh, I think, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be charming, very, very, very charming. And that kids thing, yeah, it could work really well. Listen, let's move on to other TV animation. Bad Batch season three. It's the final season. That's it. Done and dusted. This was announced in 2023, right? Was yeah. it announced at Celebration? Yeah. And I think it was recently confirmed by the British Star Wars, Disney, Lucasfilm website, one of those, that it's definitely coming out this year. I don't know why there's, you know, the differential websites between the US and UK. And so, like, Star Wars UK has its own Instagram. I think that's a bit funny, isn't it? Why do you need to? Yeah. We, yeah. we all speak English, don't we? But no, fair enough. Um, mate, great, <laughs> great stuff. Great news. Um, excited for it. Text dead. Don't bring him back. <laughs> I preferred, a lot of people disagree with me, and I think we're on the same page, mate. I preferred season two to season one. Uh, season three, I think has the potential to be maybe the best of the lot. If they wrap it up yeah. right, if they tie up the loose ends real good and do the world building, add to the empire, this weird transitional period between the Republic and the empire. How does that affect clones? How does that affect troopers? How does that affect the political landscape? Yeah. Brilliant. Love it. Uh, yes. I think that'll come out. I think that's going to come out sooner than we think. That might Ooh, even be the first thing to come out this year, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I suspect. I mean, they've been dropping them kind of May time, haven't they? In recent years, mm-hmm. I think last time they dropped it on May the fourth, didn't they? Um, but was it? Like, was it May the fourth? I'm pretty sure. Um, or they, they, it was around that time anyway. Because um, I remember people were like, "Oh, Obi One's going to drop that date," and it didn't. I think their bad batch came out or something. But. That's right. um, yeah, that's right. May sounds about right again, just to keep that up. I'd like to see it earlier, but again, we're in January and we haven't heard anything. We know that the mixing is done, everything's done, it's in the can, it's ready to go. It's just now an announcement. And maybe that that will probably be the first announcement we get this year, I think, is when it's coming out ahead of we're gonna see it acolyte or this on this date. I think they'll announce the bad batch release date first. And yeah, mm. just to add to your point, I think this has got the potential to be the best season of the lot season one and two, when they, when they got to the meat of the story, you know, and people don't like the word, but there were a lot of filler in both. Mm. But when they got to the meat, they told some damn good stories, especially season two, some of the best storytelling of last year, just for world building. And that was in bad batch. I don't, I don't want to say surprisingly, because animation does that, you know, rebels and clone wars had some of the best storytelling in it. I think this one could also go a step above, mate, for all the reasons you said, all the reasons you said, you know, building out the world empire, you know, dissolving the clones, bringing in the storm, all that stuff. What's going to happen with the bad batch? Do they live? Do they die? Do they go and live on that island? What's Omega up to in the whole uh, um, alpha and um, beta, or if it's called her and Boba, uh, all that, all that kind of stuff. And obviously, uh, what's his name? Sniperhead, Crosshair, the empire are currently torturing him at the minute. What's going Stop on with heads. him? It's, they're really setting up a really, really solid finish. And mm. I, don't, I, don't, I know we've got a lot of Bad Batch fans listening, so forgive me, but I hope they just go in with the story, let less fluff, and let's go straight in because they've shown that this show can absolutely slap hard when they focus yeah. on the characters and the situation and the environment at hand rather than you know going to do issue <laughs> side stories about huge Zephyr robots and that. Stick yes. to the story and we could have a great great thing here mate yes i agree i think i'm due a rewatch of uh, some bad batch 
mm-hmm. soon. I might start from the top actually, and then by the time Binge. I'm done, we'll probably be uh, we'll probably be heading towards season three anyway. But there's definitely something warm, and uh, there's a fuzzy feeling with a show like The Bad Batch, right? And Star Wars animation in general, yeah. right? And I think these two go hand in hand to be honest the other animation project coming out in 2024 star wars's tales of the jedi season two also confirmed by british star wars yeah. websites or something like that it was a uk lucasfilm star wars website uh, it's definitely coming out this year really excited for that mate the count dooku arc from season one was outstandingly good i loved all of it, it really the was count dooku one was outstandingly good and it goes to show you don't need the amount of time something like Bad Batch has, Rebels even, or Resistance yep. has, to tell a really meaningful story and something that's actually, actually, mate, left quite an impact, right? Tales of the Jedi has left a huge impact on the yep. fandom for, like, what it is. Yeah, and I don't mean that in a, in a, a true, an offensive sure. thing. Um, yeah. And I, it's hard to it's hard to say, come out and confirm stuff and things, but I think we're going to be see, we're going to be seeing. We've heard we're going to be seeing more tales of projects, right? So I don't think that's yeah. ending anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, again, we've we've heard tales of something, and they ain't Jedi, and it sounds pretty cool. And if if it comes to fruition, I think people are going to lose their mind if it is what we've heard. Um, yeah, but you know conjecture and speculation aside if if we do get a tales of the jedi season two yeah i hope we get meaningful little vignettes like we got with the dooku one the ahsoka one fine the other one i can't remember what it was mace wind i don't know it was qui-gon that was good no that was the dooku one as well the qui-gon and dooku stuff was fine ahsoka was good i just felt like i didn't need it and, I, and because you know this is the kind of show where i want to see the other yeah. jedi being fleshed out and like you said it's the perfect time to do it. Three, three episodes, 10, 12 minutes each, you know, fill in the backstory. Bang. You've left a huge impression. So if it's tales of the Jedi season two, very excited. If they surprise us and drop tales off something else, very, very excited as well. But with the like, same with the bad batch, mate animation, if people are sleeping on it, you know, that's, that's your choice, but I'd say don't because there are so many, many good stories coming out, which tie into the greater story and really actually add to you watch the prequels people say the clone wars added to the prequels so much so does tales of the jedi season two that really you know you change the way you see certain scenes and i love it when an animation for example can do that or an expanded bit of uh canon can do that and yeah tales of the jedi if it's season two looking forward to that if you haven't seen season one go check it out but um we're getting young jedi events as well so if you've got a little padawans check that out that's winning awards and doing very very well i haven't seen it so i can't comment on it but um yeah nubs very popular character nubs loves it so go check that out mate now last year my favorite story was jedi survivor said that very loved it best story we've had in a long time for video games now we do have a tentpole release and it's called star wars outlaws Mm-hmm. Now, this was announced um, a year or so ago, and we're getting a little more information drip-fed to us about this, but it's an open-world AAA console game, which is going to be set between Episodes 5 and 6, Empire and Return of the Jedi. You know, the Empire, they're too busy fighting the Rebellion to govern you know, the, the smugglers out there and the and the naughty trades going on. So we've got this character called K-Vess, who is going to be uh, trying her best to 
make a quick buck in this open world game. So it's developed by Massive Entertainment, published by Ubisoft, under licensed by Lucasfilm Game, of course. I've liked what I've seen of this, mate. I've said before, I think the poster looks a bit naff, but everything I've seen from gameplay and the worlds and yeah. the open worldiness of it all from the transport system looks very, very cool, mate. I think we're going to get more about it in the upcoming months. I believe it's being uh, posited for a late 2024 release. But I think we'll see something official released in the next few months about this one. But how are you feeling about Outlaws? I'm excited for it. I hope it's going to be very good. I like some of the worlds. Glad to see Star Wars Aftermath getting a shout out again with Akiva being in the game. But what are you thinking about the game and what you know of it? Yeah, I think about time. About time we've got, you know, a cheeky open world Star Wars game. Something proper spicy to mm. you know sink my teeth into and your story is going to be different to mine yeah and our stories will be different to you know johnny olifs yeah Ooh, he loves it. it's going to be oh well i don't even know if he's got a next gen i think he's got a switch recently but you get you get the idea right i think this has so much potential so much potential. I am a little bit surprised that they didn't go down the route of, you know, a Bethesda game where you can create your own character, customize how you look, customize your name and go from there. But ultimately things like that aren't always the most important thing about a game. And uh, in fact, sometimes that can distract you from just getting stuck into the game. Do you know what I mean? So um, very excited, mate. I think, again, this could be a dark horse. You know, last year or whenever Fallen Order comes out, right, and, you you, you know, Jedi or Jedi Survivor came out, that's, that's some of your highlights, mate. That's some of your favourite Star Wars projects of the modern Lucasfilm era, right? So I'm hoping, I'm really hoping this lives up to the potential that it absolutely does have. Agree with you about the poster, mate. Agree with you about the poster. It's It's all right. <laughs> It's not actually that Star Wars here. It does it comes across a little bit a, a, a little bit cheesy, but maybe it's meant to be. Maybe it's meant to be just action packed, full and fun. But it's coming to it's an open world Star Wars game. You know, enough said. It's coming to PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and X, uh, X and S, late twenty twenty four. Published by Ubisoft, been developed by Massive Entertainment. Yeah, set between Empire and Jedi. I'm in, mate. Come on, that's it. Come that's on, that's it, mate. I dig it. And you know, what? I'm not. I don't really care about customization or that. I'm just there to play the game. But I know that the hardcore gamers have been getting up in arms about it. Um, yes. But you know, Survivor, I think, gave you enough customization. I know you can't change the name, but you know, you know, <laughs> cry harder. Who cares? Um, and I quite like the idea. You know, I'm a cannon junkie. That the ending is going to be. If, everyone has the same ending, because only mm. for the reason that if this game does well. They can do another one and and jump off the ending of the story, uh, so it can be a continuing story with the character, and it can be set, you know, post Jedi or yes, it's anywhere between six and seven, and it kind of feels whilst you can do whatever you want in it, you know, the the, the canonicity is there's this character, she does missions, and in the end, this happens. That's all I care about in terms yeah. of the canon. I just want to go and have great time flying around, shooting fools up and killing some pikes because stop trying to make pikes happen. I can't wait to lay waste to the pikes, mate. <laughs> but um, Yeah, Outlaws, looking forward to that. But I know your most anticipated game is next. You've been waiting uh, for this for years, haven't you? I've I've been waiting for this for a long time, but I don't think it's coming out ever. Star Wars ever. Hunters. 
we've been talking about um, this for ages, and we we've like we've we been did this saying, last right, year, last year, year before. I don't even know if I can be bothered to talk about it much. Free to play, player versus player, competitive arena combat game. It soft launched on soft launched on Android devices in India, the Philippines, Malaysia, and Indonesia. That was in twenty twenty one. That's that's wild. That's yeah, ridiculous, I, I, mate. I the want him to get it fun. Uh, yeah, it does. I want him to get it but, right, but you know, at this point, ah, oh, you know, you think to yourself, is this just going to be, you know, is this just going to be lost in all of the sound of other Star Wars uh, projects? Maybe. How many years does it take know. to make it right? How many years does it take to make this game right? It, I mean, I know. no, we know how hard it is to make a game. But how many years does it take to make it? They, they push Survivor back by three months, two months to, to tweak it, and even that didn't work. But all these other AAA games, huge games, a few months, six months, maybe. This has been pushed back by years. Maybe it just sucks. Ready. Maybe it just sucks. And yeah, like, maybe it's yeah. just bummed. There's a <laughs> yeah, book which... released about it, which is quite fun. But oh. I read that. It was all right. But that came out before the game. I was like, so... We'll get- there we we'll go. get to the books. We'll get to the books, but there's a book for everything in Star Wars these days. Get there, right. Do you know what I mean? In a comic, and I don't think that's necessarily always a good thing. Um, yeah. Hunters, all right. Listen, the actual game, the actual game I'm looking forward to the most, and I do I would probably place this above Outlaws. And there's there's a lot, there is a lot of anticipation for this. We finally have a Star Wars trading card game coming. It's back. Star Wars Unlimited is releasing maybe April 2024. I think ballpark is what what I read latest. Oh, let me just double check that in a second. But I'm hoping that old nerd base will be putting on an event for this, mate. Ooh. Are you going to give it a go? Bit of Star Wars Unlimited. You're not a big fan of TCGs, are you? Really? Uh, TPTs, um, kind of tabletop game. I just never played them before, so I have no idea, and I don't know if it's kind of yeah. passed me by or not. Um, but I'd like to watch you guys play, if not. Well, you, I'll teach how, mate. I'll teach nice. how. It'll be, it'll be fun. It should be good fun. I, mate, mate a, a, a good old card game, a well-built card game. There is nothing like it. There is just nothing like it. It's great, great fun. I'm a bit biased. I love card games. I did a journal about it. But no, spring 2020, let's just say t- spring 2024. I'm super excited for that. I'm going to collect the cards. I'm going to be building a deck. I can't wait. I'm following them on like Twitter and Instagram for updates. They're like releasing cards bit by bit and they're going around convent to conventions, showing people how to play the game in anticipation nice. for it. Wouldn't be surprised if they're at like MCM or something at some point this year to, you know, show off the, the game. Mm-hmm. I know they did that years ago for star Wars destiny, but that didn't go anywhere. Did oh, it? Yeah. Destiny, but it was kind of doomed from the start, the way the mechanics were set up and the way they, it wasn't, really designed for big expansion like unlimited is so well excited for that and also just a shout out to hasbro collecting will there be another Haslab? i don't know i don't know yeah well, that's it mate collectors I mean, gonna collect a, do you know what i mean there's a book for every story it's a shame there's not a figure for every story that there used to be um oh. but you know, there's ben a story Solo. for another guild, mate. Um, ben, in terms yeah. of the books, mate, I'll run through these quickly for those who Go on. Uh, indulge. Go on. you got The yep. Living Force comes out on April the 9th, which is set one year before The Phantom Menace. because we are now in the 25th anniversary of The Phantom Menace. Now, it's, I, I hadn't realised that, wow. but this is 25th anniversary. You've got the Acolyte set in and around that time. 
you've got a couple of books and things relating to Phantom Menace. And I did think, what are they doing setting it in this one era? But now I get it. Why? But the Living Force is going to follow every member of the Jedi Council. We're all going to get the little story leading up to the Phantom Menace. So we're going to find out more about like, old Conehead and some of the other ones as well, which is fun. Uh, mm-hmm. The oddly titled The Glass Abyss comes out on August 6th, which follows Mace Windu, Papa Mace, as he undertakes Qui-Gon Jinn's final wish or mission or something. Sounds fun. And I know people want more Mace Windu content. Uh, the High yeah. Republic Phase 3 continues. That's going to end in 2025. There is a deluge of books and young adult books coming out in the High Republic. And of course, The Acolyte is coming out as well to tie in. So maybe... Uh, there'll be a bit more interest in the publishing initiative, which is doing well. Again, don't ignore what X tells you. The figures say they're doing quite well. I've got the figures. Um, I have. And the comics, uh, for the comics, of which I don't really read them, Star Wars and Darth Vader main lines are going to continue. High Republic Phase 3 is going to begin. There's, there's a Mace Windu miniseries starting in February. Thrawn Alliances, the book, is getting an adaptation at the end of Jan. Star Wars Visions Volume 1 and Django Fett are getting little miniseries. At the end of February, Hyperspace Stories returns for a short run. Uh, Luke, Ray, Grievous, Mace are getting a story. And mm. Bounty Hunters and Dr. Aphra, they're ending this year. So if you love Aphra, Ooh. well, she's ending this year. Oh, they're long and they're off, are they? They're probably doing another one. I bet yeah, they're doing another one. They yeah, of course they will. You know what? I was watching our, uh, Alex Damon's video of like Star Wars in 2024. Uh, when, when was that? Last week, I think I was watching that. And um, he mentioned that he wouldn't be surprised if the main line, you know, just the Star Wars comic series, just called Star Wars, yeah. if that will make a shift from the original trilogy era to the prequel era. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a cheeky idea, isn't it? That's like, mm. I can see that happening. That's because funny, they moved yeah. from the space in between a new, the original run, Began with the yep. space in between a New Hope and Empire, and now it's yep. moved to Empire and Return of the Jedi. Right mm-hmm. in between that, yep. those films. Yeah, I could see it moving from between Phantom Menace Wait, and Attack of the Clones. Do you know what? I'd never yeah. thought about that because ever since Marvel began their run in the seventies, like Marvel Star Wars has just been synonymous with the OT era. You know, yeah. I, I just think of those, you know, four, five, and six, Luke Han and Leia, and that. What a great idea! What a yes. brilliant idea! Because it can do. It's just it's Star Wars. It's not Star Wars OT or Star Wars Empire. It's any time, and I think that's yes. needed as well. Because there's so much more time to ex- explain. There's what ten years between one and two, three or four years between two and three. Maybe they could do it for the sequels one day as well. Yeah, I like the sound of that, mate. Uh, nice one, Damon. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, so I he think loves that it. Was a cheeky one, right? Books, comics, we got that covered. Yeah, all good. Should yeah, we move to? to- Last yeah, yeah, one. go for it, mate. Yeah, last, last one. Productions. Yeah, so this n- none of this is coming out. You will know it. You will love it, hopefully. What is moving into production in 2024 for Star Wars? First and foremost, the untitled New Jedi Order Ray film. Yes. You heard Charmino Bay-Chinoy talk about it in the news round earlier. Oi, oi. Um, yeah, we suspect that it's going to film anytime from April. How about that? As a diplomatic way of we'll saying that. From April, they're going to start filming it. It, it. Most likely the summer, sometime like that. Bespin thinks April's a bit ambitious. We've heard other things, but yeah, mm-hmm. well, it doesn't matter, does it really? So yeah, sometime. Some point. I, 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 th- I think they're good in between like summer sometime. I think they'll start filming that. Um, 
Adam Driver, you mentioned in the news news round, mate, about oh Adam Driver saying um that now he's not returning Star Wars, even though, you know, yep. like an episode a week or two ago he was like, Yeah, no, I'm I'm open for what happened in that week or two, mate? He went for dinner with Kathy Kennedy, I bet. Yeah. If anything, <laughs> this makes me suspect that actually he is. Do you know what I mean? Just don't talk about it. Just don't play it cool. Don't I think this has got Ewan McGregor, Andrew Garfield, Toby Maguire Ooh. written all over it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, are you gonna be in a new Spider-Man? No. Or Andrew are you Garfield, gonna be you know, are you gonna be playing Obi-Wan again? No. <laughs> yeah. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Death. Yeah. Come oh on. come on. I think I think I think it's a no-brainer, mate, to me. To me, for me, I don't know. But Maybe I'm, yeah, maybe I'm I mean, being too optimistic about it. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to say about the about the production other than uh, I can't. I, I genuinely like pump the air and got the goosebumps at the idea of a new film going in yes. production, mate. A film. Yes. Love the series. Give me the give me the, the the prime rib now. Give me the films. And yeah, at some point this year it's going into production. Whether that's mm-hmm. starting with Daisy or she'll come in and do her bits as and when uh, we don't know. But either way. Very excited to learn more about the film to see hopefully a few behind the scenes shots. Official ones would be nice. And Adam Driver, yeah, buckle up, buddy. You might want to buckle up, baby, because you've got two years of this to be asked. Are you in the film yet? Oh, you could be because in the in the last one, this, this, and this, or in, in the in the comic, this was said. Mate, you've got two years of being told you're in the film. If yeah. he's not, fine. But you know, it makes sense for Ray's story, even though she may not be the focus. It makes sense for her story, even even just his voice. He's in it. I, I, I'm willing to have a sportsman's bet and a handshake. He's in it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, ten p down, Paddy Power. Yeah, is that what you're Done. saying? Yeah, ten p, ten p. I'm not, I'm not betting that. But yeah, I, th- I think, I think the odds <laughs> are in your favour. Yeah, to quote another franchise, I think the odds are in your favour, mate. Um, yeah, film. Well, excited. We need a film. Yep, and we need, we need it. a film. We need a film. Mandalorian season four. Apparently filming next month over in uh, over in California till the summer. Hmm. What do you think? Dubious. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I think it will do if if they want to stick to their schedule, which they've adamantly said these are these films are coming out on these dates, and they need to start getting Mando season four in the can because mm-hmm. if they're doing Ahsoka season two and all this, I imagine that's coming out before the Mando verse film, and they've got to get their ducks in a row. I just think after hearing about like, the film, like, anything else almost pales a little bit in comparison, even though it's Mando. I'm like, I need that film, man. But, mate, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not getting those films for best part of almost three years if it's coming out at the end of 2026. So give me give me more Mando. Give me that Ahsoka season two. Skeleton crew is going to tie in apparently in season four. So maybe we'll see some nods this year to it. No, I'm, I'm excited. I think it will start filming this summer. I think it needs to as well. And yeah, I'm excited to find out you know, the next adventures of Din, Grogu and Bo. It's exciting though, isn't it? It is exciting. exciting. I think there's, there's room for them to still set up kind of a cinematic climactic event, right? There, there, there needs to be more of that. Like as of right now, I, I don't feel like they could go, well, here's a film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 100%. I don't think the story's there yet. There needs to they be a bit near. more, you know, who knows? Maybe Skeleton Crew will. By the way, I think Mando will be in Skeleton Crew. Well, I think I've said that. John before, Favreau said there's crossover. He said, I think he said more like skeleton ca- skeleton crew characters may appear in season four. He kind of winked, whereas John oh. Watts was like, "Well, I don't know about that." 
But at the same time, people are saying skeleton crew might be in the Peridia galaxy and they might end up seeing Ahsoka and Sabine and all that. And I hope to high heavens that they're not because I would, I just give them their own story. But <laughs> yeah, just, can you imagine if, like, oh, we'll just go to this one planet. Oh, this, oh, wow. Well. Um, Listen, Mando, I, give me more like with, like with anything, mate, like with anything. Yeah, Here we go. Depends on execution. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be open-minded to it. Thank you. Ooh. It's just so the feloniness of it all. Yeah, I know, I know. But I'm optimistic, mate. I, I, <laughs> I didn't half love it. I watched uh, last week, we watched the old um, Ahsoka episodes five and six in the dark late at night. We literally Ooh. just turned off all the lights, no watched candles? that. My word, no candles. Literally just the TV. And we got we got an, an OLED bad boy, so you know the, Ooh, the, yes. the light. The light is light, and the darks are yeah, dark. Banging, Sometimes yeah. a bit too much, if anything. But um, the darks, mate, nice. mate. Oh, that it looked good. What a fun couple of episodes! Oh, no, it was four and five episodes, four and five. So That's your like favorite it. and my favorite from Ahsoka, and I was like, nice. These are good. These are good episodes. Yeah, I remember are. watching it thinking, these are good episodes, man. This is <laughs> fun stuff. Meaty. Fun stuff. Yeah, uh, that's, pre- that's pretty much a wrap-up on Star Wars in 2024. Is that right, mate? Have we missed anything out? Or is that, that's the gist of it. So. We, we yeah. know Andor was meant to release this year, so that's coming out 2025. So maybe they'll be putting any finishing touches on that. I oh, certainly yes. hope they are because yes. it's coming out next year and they've got time of which to do that now. But I believe, mate, in other than things that we don't know about or mm. you know, looking forward to casting announcements and trailers dropping, I think, I think we've covered everything, certainly major, coming out in 2024. So the only question that remains for me, mate, is I know you said you're very excited for one thing, but out of all of those, if like Ray, you could say, give it to me. To Kathy mm. Kennedy, which one of those do you want Kathy to give you right now? I think it's unfair to include the productions, so I'm going to move the productions yep, aside because they're not they're not coming out. They're not coming out no, this year. Get rid of them. Uh, it's comfortably the acolyte for me, mate. Comfortably the acolyte. Shout out to Star Wars Unlimited, the nice. card game though. I really, really hope that lands. And um, nice. I've got love for Skeleton Crew. I got love for my Skeleton Crew. Mm-mm. Yeah. What about you? Uh, probably Hunters. the Thrawn Alliance's comic adaptation. <laughs> Can't wait for that. I thought the book Big was up. a bit waff. So, um, Big up. I am going to go for yeah, the, the Acolyte, mate. The Acolyte, I, I, I don't want to say comfortably, but fairly comfortably, because that sounds <laughs> negative to everything else. Skeleton crew. <laughs> I mean, the bad, you know, if I had to put a little ranking, it'd probably be the Acolyte, Outlaws, maybe Bad Batch, and then Skeleton Crew Ooh. at the minute, and then kind of miscellaneous around that. Um, but the acolyte is my number one for the year, mate, and I'm hoping it, it sticks that landing because I think we're in for something special. I do, I do too. I hope, I hope it sticks landing. Please don't, don't ruin it, please. <laughs> Hi, this is Jamie Stangroom. This is Matt Tyler. This is Dominic Pace. This is Details. This is Christopher Sean. This is Araida Cordova, author of Crash of Fate and the High Republic Convergence. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Bib Fortuna. Oh. Anyway, moving on. Uh, 
<laughs> all of those uh, productions and books and comics and games and cards we've been talking about you can enjoy each and every one with a pint or a soft drink of your choice so thankfully we've pulled up the essex falcon outside of our favorite dusty drinking hole the bantina to talk more about them lukey boy the only question that remains is shall we let's do it can i offer you a libation to celebrate the closing of our shared narrative a libation can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Absley, give me the spiciest drink you got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Yes, here we are. Each week in the Bantina, we hear from you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy. We have a couple of Kef beers, and we want to hear your thoughts on everything we've been discussing. So this week, nice and easy, we asked what was your most anticipated Star Wars release in 2024 and we got a barrage of comments Lukey boy oh mate we got loads of comments uh let's start over on Instagram Owen Watson our boy says the more I hear about the acolyte the more I'm looking forward to it Captain Sylvia says waiting for both new series to air hopefully I'll visit Madeira next year and see some Star Wars filming locations because Mm -hmm. of course the Acolyte was filmed over in Madeira for part of the production Uh, Jim Robertson says seriously considering buying a console just for Outlaws Wow. Absolutely love that. Parsos Mark says, don't think Outlaws will make a 2024 release. Well, we've recently heard that it will, but let's watch this space. Always in motion. Always in motion. But he goes on and says, unlimited. It is for me. So the trading card game, which is really cool. And I I know it's a bit cheeky, mate, but um, I'm going to mention one, just one threads comment because we got a load of comments on threads Go for it, again, if not following us on threads please do that social sure. network seems to be popping a lot more than it was when it started mm-hmm. uh but jay mansion says the acolyte for sure the high republic has been such a refreshing new era of star wars love it mate lots of positive comments majority saying the acolyte what else are people saying on like X and the Book of Faces, mate? That book face, mate. Well, I'll go to that one first because our boy Johnny Olaf, our girl Taylor Holland, Jason Lucas, KM Wright, Adam Isherwood all say the Acolyte. All yeah. of them say the Acolyte, Adam Isherwood, mainly because he's big into the High Republic lore. And Jason Lucas also threw in Skeleton Crew, as did Liberty Timmons. So I think she's quite excited for Jude Law. I mean, aren't we all? He's a, he's a British beefcake. Um... Over on X, how about this? Nix, our girl Nix said, I'm excited for Star Wars Outlaws to release and I'll have a Star Wars character named after me. It's about time, Nix, because you rock the sessions merch like nobody else. Uh, KT120, uh, The Acolyte, uh, Jamie Garwood, the conclusion of The Bad Batch. Uh, Igor said the same thing as well. Mark Jellinus, Carlos, Bad Batch Season 3. A lot of love for Acolyte as well. Plo Cool, Stefan, Camille, Acolyte. And uh, how about this one? Let's let's just shake it up a little bit. Let's chuck something else in. ARJ twenty, uh, sorry, ARJ three AM edition said, <laughs> whichever one Filoni and his stupid hat aren't involved in. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> poor old Filoni's hat. But I think the acolyte uh, got the most there. A bit of love for skeleton crew outlaws getting a bit of filth and a bad badge as well. So a nice little 
cross-section there of uh, of uh, opinions, which I'm here for. Yeah. I mean, we also, it's worth knowing, we got a load of comments, people just saying everything. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, people just yeah. like, going, yeah, all of the above. Yes to all of the above, which is nice as well. But um, I'm sure there's going to be some things that are better than others. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. That's a diplomatic way of saying it, ain't it? But yeah, it's just how life is. But yeah, really cool opinions this week, mate. Uh, yes, as ever. So thank you, every single one of you, for sending in your comments. If you didn't hear your comment featured, please do continue to send in your thoughts. And maybe, just maybe, you'll be featured on an upcoming stint in the Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast what is that from what is that from what uh, you were just told chicken from fall guys it is from fall guys i was like what i know that's from a video game what video game yeah, fall guys. My yeah kids i got, got the chicken and the milkshake i got well into uh fall guys in the old downlock oh yeah. mate it's proper addictive wasn't it downlock is downlock is <laughs> shrek <laughs> Oh, Shrek sessions coming soon. I love Shrek. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's right. Spice is part of the Bantudos Patreon question section. And to kick us off this week, it is a 2024 themed question from Lloyd Hunt, the sickhead from the Southwest. He goes, all right, my lovelies. Lloyd here, <laughs> a.k.a. Lloyd 110 or 110 or 110, whatever way you want to, you know hear it say it type it let's hear your star wars predict well there's only one way to type it uh let's hear your star wars <laughs> predictions for 2024 known mm. planned release known plan releases don't count but their content does uh we can chat back in a year's time most accurate buys me a drink <laughs> interesting what are you saying mate let's hear your star wars predictions what's would you yeah what do you think so I can't say the acolyte will be released, right? Um, I, I don't. I think I predict the announcement of a new series. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get the. And I'm not saying live action or animated, but I'm, I predict we're going to get a new series. And I don't know if that will be his own thing or if it will be set in the Mandoverse, the ST, the Old Republic, Car Republic. I don't know, but I, I just got a feeling that I know they're talking about quality over quantity, but. I just got the feeling that they're going to announce a new series at some point for Disney Plus. Um, I think uh, I predict, you know, the High Republic, they reckon it's ending next year. It ain't. I think we're going to get the further announcements regarding the continuation of that, whether it's live action, video games, because they've still got that Star Wars Eclipse game, apparently. So I think we're going to get more about the High Republic in some form. If the Acolyte slaps, I think we'll definitely get more. And... Uh, I predict, yeah, I predict that the Tales of series is going to get a new instalment, whether it's Tales of the Sith or the Tales of the Bounty Hunters or something, to shake up a little bit. <laughs> I think we're going to get something new because it could get a little stale with just Jedi. But is that that's a prediction? What I'm saying, mate. Is that a prediction, Mister Hudson, or is that a scoop? What? That's a prediction. <laughs> okay, that's a prediction. Right, yeah. So, um, a, a, <laughs> a new series, the Tales of, will get a new iteration and. They're not, they're not calling time on the High Republic. They're not just going to be like, oh, yeah, we're done with it forever. So they're letting out something new about that. What okay. about you, though, big boy? What are you predicting? Okay. Um, <sighs> I don't want to be Mr. Negative. 
I don't want to be. It's not, it's not in my nature. It's not do in my it. nature. Do it. I predict something will be cancelled because that's Ooh. what Lucasfilm and Star Wars do. Lando. I was just going to say Lando. Yeah, I knew it. I was just going to say Lando. <laughs> I knew it. Well, it, uh, it doesn't seem like they know what it is. Like, you know, it was only, uh, what was it, a month or two ago? The creators were like, oh, yeah, it's a film. And we're like, oh, I thought it was a series. Nah, it's a film. We have it on good authority that that is not officially being spoken about in Lucasfilm at the moment. <laughs> like, no, no one is going around like, oh, yeah, you know, the Lando film. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no one's. Yeah, I think that's more in like early, early, early development than we realize. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not think that is being properly produced right now. It might be, but by the time we... You know, news is always a little bit slow, isn't it? Like when yeah. Amando Season 4 uh, being turned into a film um, news kind of dropped. It turned out, actually, that news was like six months old. And it yes. just kind of surfaced. And so you always have to take that into account. I don't know, mate. I just don't see Lando making it. But I, I don't know if they would officially say... If they'll come out and say, "Oh yeah, we're not doing this anymore," they didn't mm-hmm. do it with Rangers of the New Republic, did they? And they yeah, kind of just really tanked, they've tanked that. Around, so, yeah. yeah. And just think who else they or not who else? Just think what else they could do with that Lando series. And if you're I looking know. forward to Lando, shout out! I'd like to see Lando again, but I don't know about his own series. Think what they could set in the ST, a, a series and a sequel trilogy. <sighs> Flesh it out. It's just it's not necessary, is it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not it. necessary. Where does it fit in, right. the, in the plan at the minute? Because it's not going to be Andor, is it? Like Andor, I said the same thing. Oh, Andor's not necessary. And at the mm. time, it really felt like that, mate. Uh, it did for oh, me and for many others. It. It's just that you know the people, the creatives involved, decided to give birth to something that was meaningful. <laughs> Yeah, Beautiful. that they had in their hearts. And that's why I say it was like a birthing process. You know, it was difficult, it was hard. And yeah, yep. it was so worth it. It wasn't something that was just, you know, fabricated because they were like, yeah, this, you know. And it, I, I, I'm i not going to use that expression, but, you know, it fills a quota. It fills a quota like, oh, we need a new we need a new series. We, we, we announced Lando back in, you know, 2021. Maybe we should just do that. I'm sure. Yep. I'm sure the creators behind it have some really cool ideas. Donald, yeah. uh, you know, the Glover brothers are smart cookies, but I'm a Absolutely. bit cynical about it right now, mate. If I'm being honest, no, no, no. I'm not going to argue against you, mate. Uh, if it comes out sweet, I hope it's brilliant. If it doesn't, maybe hopefully that I'd like to see them pump that resource into a different era or something yeah. that fits the plan. The plan, Mangold, Filoni's film, Obey Chinoy. There's the eras. Where does Lando fit in that? new plan they've got I mean you could say that about anything but it just feels like a kind of like very much the outlier at the minute where it's a bit like the, the film Solo and you know where it just kind of came out it, and then it did its thing didn't really leave that much of an impact and it, that's it Yeah, it just kind of there um, whereas Rogue One similar to Andor because man the parallels are right there Solo, Lando Rogue One and Rogue One came out and it was also very much like what's the point but it's left mm-hmm. an impact. It's left a, mm-hmm. a, a lasting impression, certainly in the fandom. So True. Um, maybe Lando could do that, but I don't know, we'll, we'll see. But I wouldn't, I'm not going to argue against you though, mate, of that. 
I know it's just histories on 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 the side of a cancellation, isn't it? Just yeah. how it is, and um, they need to get out of that. And, they need, and the senior team o- over at Lucasfilm and Disney need to sort that out because it's not it's Big not time. good. It's not good. But there we go. What's up next, mate? Yeah, nice one, Lloyd. Thank you very much for that, mate. What's your Star Wars predictions? Because if you're close, you buy us a drink. Uh, next mm-hmm. up, though, mate, is George Constantinou, <laughs> the the King of Cyprus, uh, and this is a message he sent us. It was regarding a message, uh, a tweet on X or a post on X regarding uh, filling in the blanks that the rise of Skywalker left. Somebody wrote that, you know, people say that there was plot holes and all this stuff, and this guy was saying, actually, no. It's for, for those who want to use their imagination, it's been like a gold mine. We can fill in what happened in the story and how did this happen and how did Palpatine return and all that. So with that, George said, Hello, boys. This perspective got me thinking. I suppose there is room now to answer some of the story elements in the new film, the, the Ray film. Us not knowing in 2019 that we'd never see, that we'll ever see that Tross is no longer going to be a definitive ending. It's now going to be in the middle somewhere eventually. So what Georgia Boy is saying is, back in 2019, Tross is the ending to the story. Now, with these new films coming out 15 years later, actually Tross is just going to be another part of the journey. And now maybe we can get some of these story elements that were maybe undercooked in Tross, uh, developed in new films. So what do you think about that, mate? Do you think that Charmino, Bajanoi and the creatives are going to look at the Tross, some of the story decisions and think, yeah, we can we can fill in some blanks there. Absolutely. You think it'd be Absolutely. mandated? I think that's. I'd I'd go as far to say that that's part of the reason for this existence of a Ray film, of a New Jedi Order film. I think. I think there's a lot of folks over at Lucasfilm that 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 know what Rise of Skywalker is, and they know that hey, there's a lot of love for that film. Yeah, I'm not denying that. And there's a lot of greatness in that film. Yeah. But, you know, there is a general consensus that it's not quite the ending that, you know, it's not Return of the Jedi, is it? It's not Revenge of the Sith. No. So, I know there's people that listen that are screaming, you know, down at their headsets and going, I disagree, it's my favourite. And that's, you know, that is fine. And there's a, there is a place for that. But, you know, we have it on good authority that there are people who who have worked on that film, that, that were producing that film, that, you know, they, they, they had to just make something that would release in December 2019. Not necessarily the best bit of work, but something that kind of was like, yeah, that, that, that'll do. That will do. And I think this, is try, this, is, this film is going to try and make amends with that. That's what I think, mate. So, yeah, I think it's an integral part of the film, to be frank, Georgie boy. Matt, I don't want to be too negative in this. I'm being well negative, aren't I? No, mate. It's <laughs> balance, isn't it, mate, in the force? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, like, yeah, is it mandated? Would it be mandatory? Would they be saying, look, you need to, we need to fix this. This happened or this whole Ben Solo thing. Stick it in your film and let's let's get some more clarity. I think there is going to be a little bit of that. I do believe that Charmino Bajanoi will be given free reign to write what she wants, but yes. that's why they have a Filoni, um, or in terms of publishing, like your Charles Saul and your story group, whatever they go, those guys do. Um, and who's, to be the able to say, write, who's the dude actually writing it? Stephen Knight, right? Stephen Knight, yep. 
Yeah. Oh, yes, it's Stephen Knight. And Shamar Charmin uh, will be helping out as well. Um, what was his name? So, Who was the dude who was doing it? He did Lost. Uh, Lindelof. Lindelof. Yeah, Papa Lindelof. And they may end up using some of his story treatment Lindelof. as well. Yeah. So Yeah, if I think they he's going to get a producer credit. Yeah, he'll get some sort of kind of like sweet payoff credit, so he makes a few quid out of it. But I think there'll be something. So whilst I think there'll be not free reign, but they'll be given plenty of uh, wiggle room to write the story they want. I do think kind of like the Marvel way, they will say we need you to address the Ben Soloness of it all, or we need, yes. you know, we need Ray to be still kind of like, oh, am I worthy of the legacy of the sky or something like that? Do you know what I mean? There's going to have to be something like that, and I'd be well up for that. I'd be well up for that, mate, because you know Mando and Bad Batch can set things up, and if whatever they're doing between six and seven across um, TV, video games, books, whatever, I think the films first and foremost needs to go hand in hand perfectly, and I don't want it to be a direct continuation. I want it to feel like there's fifteen years have passed. I need there to feel like there's fifteen years have passed. So I don't want her every day going back to her little cave and looking at a picture of Luke Skywalker on the wall because after 15 years, I think Ray might... I like, oh, moved on a bit. But I do think there needs to be some kind of story threads tied up and we're better to do it than the next film. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Well, I think we've, we've heard that one of the reasons why... And I think this is widely known. I'm not sure. I get, I get lost and muddled up with all this Star Wars news it's sometimes. Too much, it's like, this, it? this stuff's our life, man. Like, That's what we we're here for. We talk about this a lot. Yeah, we love it. But I think one of the reasons why uh, Damon Lindelof was, was let go from the project in the first place was because he wanted an older Ray. You know, like yeah. an older Jedi figure, Luke Skywalker in the sequel trilogy, uh, Kenobi in the original trilogy. So it was probably going to be, a, a, you know, an older actress. Yeah, they were going to cast someone older, not Daisy Ridley. And I, I think Lucasfilm wanted, oh, no, 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 like, let's do Daisy because there's that connection to the sequel trilogy. It's obvious who this is. You know, you can maybe age her up a little bit. But um, that's another. Yeah, so I suppose that's another thing that we, you know we've heard through the grapevine, and yeah, I they think that, Helen that's, Mirren. That's right. Yeah, Helen, Helen Mirren. Yeah, Dame that's Helen right. Mirren. So I think they want that connection. Do you know what I mean? I, I think they want this film to feel still a part of that trilogy or quadrilogy. You know, I, th- You're gone. I think this might be me clutching at straws and hoping that Lucasfilm have got their act together. But I also think it might be because they have a plan and they want to stick to it. If you yeah. do a, and by that I mean, if you do a film set 60 years later with Dame Helen Mirren as Ray and you're kind of doing little flashbacks to Daisy Ridley, you've then got 60 years of content to fill in because then we know, well, she lives for 60 more years. With this one, she ain't dying in this film. No way are they killing Ray off in this film. But mm-hmm. in this one, they're telling, they're telling the next chapter of the story and then mm-hmm. they've got all the, all the room in the world to do the next chapter when they want and then the next chapter based on where the story ebbs and flows based on yep. you know daisy herself and whatever to me it's smart to not be like right we're setting it 60 years in the future whilst we've said before wouldn't it be cool to have a film certainly you like hundreds of years in the future that would be fun but because they're tying it so closely to e9 yes i think what you said is correct because of the connection but also i think they're just they're keeping the story smaller for the minute do 15 yeah. years maybe the next one will be five years later and they'll work out her story when, when they decide what Ray's end is going to be. And I'm confident in that. I, you know, it gives me a little bit of confidence. Yes. I 
echo everything you've just said. What what a question, George. Do you see what Georgie you've kind boy. of unleashed? We've dropped we dropped a lot of bombs this episode, mate. Yeah, like we've done some cheeky you guys have got it got it out of us. No, uh lots of lots of juice, lots of filth, mate. Fantastic questions, Lloyd and George. Thanks again for um supporting the show. Supporting the show yep. it means the world, the sick heads. This show, 2023 everything that matt and i get to do and uh, watch and just enjoy it's all because you guys man like we we love it and we'd be doing this anyway but like you guys really make it more fun so cheers good questions lads yep bang on wonderful use of the perk of which we thank you for being a part of in the first place but that's going to bring an end to our time here in our little saloon this week bartender sorry about the mess (laughs) we'll be back again same time again next week for another stint here in the Bantina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game! <laughs> Matty boy, Matty boy, listen, serious, serious game for serious people. Are you ready to play? Are you ready to play the game? I am. I was being blinded by the light. The sun has gone in. I can see you now. I am ready. It's a bit bright, isn't it? It's a bit bright. It's actually a beautiful day today, isn't it, on recording? We're like, wow, sun. Wow. January. Wow. Um, simple one, mate. It's a classic, another classic being borrowed from the BBC herself. Desert Island Discs, mate. We're going to be playing Desert Island Discs. Yeah. If you don't know, it's a real easy game. Matty boy, you are stranded on a desert island. You have all the technology that goes along with what you can choose, right? But I want you to choose one Star Wars film to be marooned with one star wars game one star wars book one star wars soundtrack one star wars item you may go right you may need to relay those to me as i go through them but no one star wars film yeah let's start with film right man you're a bad boy um i know i I am i am a bad boy actually i mean rogue one is the best of them but then I think, man, Force Awakens, Revenge of the Sith, even Empire. Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bold one, uh, and I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the Force Awakens because when I watch it, it gives me the feels, man. If I'm stuck on a desert island, you know, give me the feels. I could say the same about the Phantom Menace. To be, oh man, no, I'm sticking with it. Force Awakens. I could be here forever. Good TFA. for you, mate. Yeah, good for you. I think Lukey Summerfield uh, the other day was on the old Discord. Our Discord's been popping the last few days. People have been going crazy. You I've can been tell monitoring had through a- the window. Yeah, you, you can tell everyone's had a rest. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, I've got more energy now. So, which is, it's really nice. It's really, really nice. Uh, Lukey Summerfield was like, oh, mate, boys, um, you know, watching Force Awakens, I think this is a contender for feel good film of the year every year. But I'm with you. Know, li- King of Wales, look, that's for you to decide. I still think it's Return of the Jedi. Always, every day, every, every year. day. 
But right, so you're doing Force Awakens for your one star for the films. Film. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's do soundtrack next. Oh man, this is tough because there's too many. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I'm thinking those prequel soundtracks. Are, I hit so like I know. The soundtrack is so 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 good to listen to. And yes, it is. Just in fact, so oh. good. Yep. Um, the sequel ones, I like the sequel ones, but uh, you know they get more derivative as time goes on, which is fine. But the Rise of Skywalker theme is quality. Obviously, Jedi Survivor could take my nice little vinyl. Um, though I think, yeah, I think I'm going to go for the Revenge of the Sith soundtrack. I think something a bit different. Oh, that is naughty. Mm. Okay. Mannequin's Dream, Mannequin's Betrayal. Come on. Let's, uh, let's do next one Star Wars game. Oh, man. Um, Pod Racer could be fun. Uh, because if you're stuck in a desert island, you've got to have some fun. It's easy to say my favourite ones, but they're quite heavy yeah. games. Um, but they take a while. Um, Does Fortnite oh. count? <laughs> Yeah, does the Minecraft Clone Wars DLC count? Ah, uh, I never, Minecraft. That. Um, Minecraft. I'm going to go for Survivor because it's 40 hours long or whatever, so it'll give me some time to reflect. Superb choice. Superb choice. Uh, one Star Wars book. Oh, um, sort of looking behind me, maybe Lost Stars or Bloodline, both written by Claudia Gray. Um, really? Uh, Lost Stars. Okay, and last but not least, one Star Wars item. What is in a real one from the universe or something from the shelves behind me? Uh, from the shelves behind you. Uh, well, you, you don't have to own it. Like you could maybe oh, okay. so get it from Chico eBay on the Black way. Series figure there. Um, no? I would. Uh, this is a really good question. It's easy to say lightsaber. I, could, I think I could maybe a lightsaber for a source of light. Maybe some kind of Jedi robe to keep myself warm. Um, actually superb I think to be fair though, I think I've seen them floating around and I'm surprised you haven't got one I'd get one of the life-sized Watto models just to put in the corner for a laugh <laughs> that would be it <laughs> just yeah. as a companion yeah, I see. you can spoon yeah. well done. you can you can spoon at night <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I can imagine you talking to me in the Watto's voice yeah. Yes, just are like you that. Sleeping? Are you sleeping well, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> are you asleep, Matt? Uh, oh, no, nuzzle. I'm not gonna, we're not going. <laughs> we're not going down. Not going down that route. It could That's go it. Nice one. We've got to what know game? you a little bit, a, a little bit better, Matty boy. Well done. Well done for playing. Good job. Oh, Good job. Good job. Good game. I, I enjoyed that because it it's really classic, got me thinking it? and it made me realise each of those categories, there's more than one choice. Too many choices for each one. So I'm immediately regretting most of them now. Desert Island Discs is a radio programme from BBC Radio 4 that was first broadcast yes. on the 29th of January. Yeah, so it's a January thing. 1942. Wow. Yeah. They still get big guests on there, though, as well. I know, mate. It's absolutely sweet. Uh, there we go, idea. mate. Well done. That's it. Episode 230 in the, ba- in the, in the bag. That's a hot one. 230, mate. We're mm, kicking off one. 2024 with what I'm going to say is pretty good episode, mate. Uh, I enjoyed being part of that, so thanks for letting me aboard again for the new year. Um, mate, cannot wait to do another year in sessions. The most in- exciting part of starting a new year is 
who knows what the episodes are going to be about in March, in, in July, September, because we just don't know what's going to be occurring. So that's what I'm, I'm excited for. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, we'll be talking about casting soon. We'll be talking about the Acolyte trailer or stuff. Oh, can't wait, mate. We've got all that to look forward to. Great show this week. Um, but that is going to be it for this week's episode of Star Wars Sessions. Like Lukey Bly, Bly said, episode 230, number one of 2024, but the fun doesn't end there. It's just getting started. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us? Master 8D8 Blywalker. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. I've got Power of the Force 8D8 yes. and I. Droid <laughs> branding device. Um, yeah, find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. Search for us on X, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads. Just search Star Wars Sessions and you'll find us there. Drop us a voice note or maybe just a cheeky little message, an email. Maybe you've got an inquiry. Oh, Star Wars friends. Oh, uh, doing that again in a second aren't i so i can't just repeat anyway, just, email addresses hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk thanks again for all the love on patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions if it's within your means it'd mean the world to us if you supported no dramas if not exactly if you just want to support the show for free just keep listening like you're doing because that helps out but do leave us a five-star rating or review. We'd love that on whatever podcast provider you're using. If you do it on Spotify or Apple, just scroll up. By the time the episode's finished, you'd have given us five stars and made two guys really happy. And those stars help the show grow. They get new listeners in. And it's another way to hear it from more of you each and every week. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends, there we go, Ooh. about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your nearest acolyte, tell your Ewok. <laughs> Tell your cousin the more the merrier. Cause we'll spice ya. Yes, tell your nearest Watto impersonator. Oh, that is this the podcast you're looking for. So until next time, from me and from Luke slash Watto. Oh, may the force be with you always. Uh, doesn't sound right. Him saying may the force. He's just you know he wouldn't say that, would he? He wouldn't, would he? No, he wouldn't. Oh well. Jails of the Teddy. <laughs> Teddy. <laughs> it's been there all along. All along. They are Essex based podcast heroes. 